0: You are listening to Eleven O'Clock Comics episode 16. Woo-hoo. Richie Goodman and Clark Reedy? What were you losers doing on my ball field today?
1: Clark was. I was at home.
0: They were with me. We were just hitting balls and having fun. These kids showed up and we scrimmaged them. That is priceless. Clark the Dork and Richie Bitchie playing baseball. Why is that so funny? Because they're retards. And they should stick to what they know best, boogers and dingleberries. (laughs) You, stay away from my field. I have my 12-year-old nephew kick your ass. (laughs) Nice meeting you, Fairy Jerry. What was that? Well, you gave Clark and Richie nicknames. I thought I'd give you one. Fairy Jerry. Oh, really? Really? Okay, Gus. Gus. Gus, Gus, bus. What? That's you, Gus Bus. <laughs> wow, that was a brutal comeback. Let's go, guys. I don't think I'll ever recover from that.
2: Man,
0: you stay off my field. <laughs> stay away from the fairy dust, Jerry. Oh, <laughs> Gus Bus. Shut up. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 11 o'clock comics. I am Vince B.
1: I'm Christopher Naisman.
0: I'm David Price. And I'm Bruce Wayne. Uh, also known as Jason Wood. And I'm so glad you're back. Woo-hoo. So now the, the two and a half people on the forum who are clamoring for your intelligence <laughs> in the show can get their, you know, their fix.
3: I'll tell you, I was going to say that I may not be as funny as Cater's, but I'm bigger than him, but then I don't think I am. He's actually pretty tall. Tom's a big yes. guy.
1: And wiry. Yeah. yeah, he's wiry, yeah. And, f- and fast. And he's, and he's a biter. And witty. <laughs> he's yes. a witty bastard. He's
0: a biter. But uh, <laughs> He's <is> a biter. <laughs> it's so good to have Wood back, isn't it? That, that it is not it That That wonderful back, baritone buddy. of his. Mm.
1: Hey, and thanks, congr- guys. And congratulations hey. on all your good news, by the way. Yes. So. Thank you, sir. Thank you, yeah.
3: It's been a crazy couple of weeks, but it's good to be back to uh, have a nice little distraction and talk some comics with my boys.
1: That's right.
0: And the intelligence. Yeah, you do bring something to the table. I'll give you that.
3: <laughs> maybe maybe we can avoid a whole episode without talking numbers. What do you think?
0: I think we can do it. Yeah. All right. I'd we like can.
1: to do it. All right. Um, we, should, we should talk about our booze, though, right? I guess. Oh, yeah. All right. Th- All this right.
0: week, the alcohol will not win. Level heads will now, prevail.
1: You know, um... <laughs> I uh I haven't fucking agreed to that.
0: Well, you're just a quarter, buddy.
1: <laughs> All right, drink roll call. Uh Mr. Mr. Wood, since it's your triumphant return, what are you uh what are you sipping on this evening?
3: I got little two things going. I have a little glass of Jameson Irish whiskey, uh, which I'm sipping nice. on, and I'm chasing nice. that with some uh, ice cold Heineken light. Which is a little foo foo for me but but it's uh it's good and my wife drinks it and uh and seeing as how she's uh in her condition now and I'm out of yingling I I'm sipping on some of those.
1: Well, you said it. It's it's a chaser, so that's cool. You can you can drink wussy beer if it's a chaser. That's all right. Nice. You know what you know what, what I use what I use Jameson for more than anything, uh, making hot toddies in the in the Oh, wintertime.
0: oh okay. So, yes, See, yes. I could yeah. never never drink something called a freaking hot toddy.
1: Oh man! <laughs> oh, first of all, it's a it's a great cold remedy, and and believe me, in a few months here, once once it, it cools up, when it when it gets cold, whenever snow hits the ground, uh, we will be talking about. hot Toddies, so I'll save it till then.
0: Well, I, I will give you that the word Jameson goes perfectly with the word hot. So yes, there you go. Hate
3: hey, for, for,
2: oh, for, for those playing at
3: home. Uh, Chris Neesman works at a uh, at a retirement home, which is why he he he's such an expert on these eighty-year-old
0: person <laughs> drinks. Like the Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> or What's i hang Out, out the at the
1: Irish man? bars. What, 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 God. All right, Price. What are you drinking, <laughs> please? Uh, the,
4: uh, the Jim Beam and ginger ale again. Who and and it was posted. Someone actually posted the name of it, which I forgot to write down. So I'm I'm shit. But it's a Jim Beam and ginger ale. That we
1: knew that. Well, Mister B.
0: Same old, same old.
4: The old. Hey, you
1: drink? You, old, okay. You I'm know. drinking
0: George Killian's Irish Red. <laughs> <laughs> Say it like it's new. I love it. I love the taste Var- of this beer.
1: Variety, spice of life. Where it, you psh- drink, get some wine and kugels red, something. Break it up.
0: Variety is the spice of life, but there is something to be said with the, about the comfortable and the the. you know what you're going to expect. I, I can pop open a cap of this sucker, and I know I'm going to get that robust yet mm, full body taste. How about that? I don't know what I'm saying, but I like Killian's Red.
1: Still <laughs> reading on X-Men, aren't you?
0: No, I'm not. Unfortunately, it's <laughs> published by that M publisher.
1: Don't, they don't listen. To it. No. <laughs> All right, for me this week, I am uh, I am drinking a Godfather, and uh, I you know what I think it was actually invented in the '70s, so the 1970s, not the 1870s. So don't worry. <laughs> not by it's a
4: seventy-year-old.
1: No and well you know it is it is actually kind of an old school italian after dinner drink and a godfather is uh, it's a real basic drink it's served in a rocks or an old fashioned glass and it's uh scotch and amaretto on the rocks so it's a good alcohol and alcohol drink mm. but uh mm-hmm. but a very very tasty after dinner drink if uh if you're a scotch drinker but you're looking for something a little bit sweeter you know like a, a dessert drink the amaretto gives it a nice uh, nice almond and and sweet flavor to it so uh a good uh, a good sip and drink mm. and if you want to know the recipe for that, you can check out my column, Comic Shots, at iFanboy uh, right now, and I'll have a corresponding comic book recommendation to go with that. And it's a book from Marvel, and the uh, drink is called A Godfather, so you can uh, just guess <laughs> what the recommendation is. Godland. No, if it's from Marvel.
0: <sighs> oh. Uh, oh well. Good Mjolnir to you. I'll tell you what. Yes. I do Got have it. a bottle of Absolute in the refrigerator okay downstairs. So if you can give me a vodka drink that doesn't take a whole lot of preparation, not a screwdriver, yeah. something that. I've,
1: I've given you two. Oh, God, no. I've given you two in the last month. We did the, I chup- don't the read El, chu- the, the El Chupacabra, <laughs> which is, is basically vodka and, and sour mix with a couple cherries in it. And then I had the Ultimate Bloody Mary mix last week.
0: Okay. Well, I'll I'll check
1: those out then. All right. All right. We'll uh, yeah. all right. we'll take care of you. So all oh, right. Steve, there, next
3: week is Chris takes us for a ride in his motor coach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, last week we solicited a pin, uh questions from our forum members. It was supposed to be a live, interactive thing where mm-hmm. they would ask us questions as we're recording this episode. And unfortunately, their enthusiasm got the better of them, and they asked questions a little bit ahead of time. But that's mm-hmm. okay.
1: You know, well, those questions uh, will be discounted, uh, disqualified, and we're starting from scratch. No,
0: I, I would oh. forego the rules in, in, the, in favor of enthusiasm any day of the week. And, and oh. they are nothing if not enthusiastic. This is true. Yeah. So, I mean, we got so many questions. I really doubt we're going to be able to get through all of them. So we should jump in head first right now. And mm. in typical 11 o'clock fashion, I think we should start at the end because there's a couple wacky ones at the end that really made me chuckle. Sounds like, yes,
4: looks like the forum
3: members have already been drinking. Yeah, well, that's no okay. Right, well, so, from... so Vince, are you going to moderate for us? Are you ask oh, I, I
0: always moderate, yeah. Nice. Here's right. one from Heroes Mask. Good old Heroes <laughs> Mask. He says, for those of you not reading Star Wars comics, what would you like to see in a Star Wars comic to make you take the plunge? Um, well, I'll take that one since I'm not
3: currently reading them. Uh, I'm just waiting for Vector to be over because I know that that crossover is going to be collected in probably some nice hardcover. So I'm just biding my time, um, and once that's collected, I will read that, and it will probably get me to uh, to jump back and get some of the back issues.
0: Good answer. Vector's awesome.
1: I, I have no no answer to that question because I, I should be reading some Star Wars comics, and I've never done it. I don't know where to start. That's it. I'm uneducated. Yep. Right. I, I need someone to say, Chris, you should get this so I don't know if there's like an omnibus or a good trade to start from. So I'm I guess I'm asking for help.
0: Okay, well Dark Horse has made it very easy for you to jump into Star Wars. All you have to do is pick up the latest incarnations of their titles: uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Legacy, Shadows not Shadows of the Empire, sorry, um, Rebellion, and what's the other one? Dark Times. They 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 restarted all their books maybe about two years ago. None of them are higher than issue thirty, I think. Uh, so
1: uh, I'm already getting nervous. Uh, no no no.
0: All right, just just pick up Legacy. Legacy okay. is so awesome. Jander Seema on pencils most of the start, time.
1: I was uh, starting to breathe heavy. Um, and John Ostrander writes it. So oh, and, I like Ostranders. Yeah,
0: he's great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So and, Le- Legacy
1: um, Volume One Trade Paperback.
0: Yes, Legacy has a great. Uh, connection to the A New Hope era Star Wars while nice. being set very far in the future but you get the link to the old characters which is very cool and her pencils cannot be beat she has a, a, a she's latched onto these characters and made them their own when I think of uh, future era Star Wars I think of Jander Sema all the, I, didn't, I, just, I don't know why she's 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 made, she's uh, bought into the series and made it great. It's, it's awesome.
2: We'll
1: order I'm gushing. Star Wars Legacy and my last two volumes of uh, um, Seven Soldiers this week.
0: And Dark Times is great too. They're all great, but Dark Times and Legacy are the standouts for me. And the second part of his question is for Vince and uh, David. Are you gonna answer?
4: It's well, I told you last night, so I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna start with Legacy.
0: Okay, cool.
4: And uh, and get caught up that way. I, there, there are reasons why. I guess I wasn't reading Star Wars, and probably the first three movies have a lot to do with that. But the uh, yeah, so I'm 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 going forward. I, I, it's nice that Legacy, like you said, ties into what I'm familiar with, which is the New Hope era. So yes,
0: okay. He has a second part to his question. It says, for Vince and anybody else, can answer this too. What would you like to see in a Star Wars comic that hasn't been done yet? And it's odd that he brings this up so hot on the heels of Jeffrey Brown's recent Warhammer forty K page <laughs> which was amazing. I would love to see a series of one shots uh focusing on the bounty hunters by artists you would never associate with Star Wars. Like Jeffrey Brown doing the history of IG eighty eight. Or maybe <laughs> you know or maybe Gary Panner doing Bosk or something, or Dang. a no, you know you what know, yeah, ding. Or Just just like maybe a, an alternative uh, mm-hmm. slash small press artist taking on the Star Wars universe would be really cool. I mean, that would really make my day. But I, I'm going to buy the Star Wars books no matter what. So whatever they do, I'm going to buy them. Uh, that's you- the thing with Star Wars. If, you, if you're in with one, you're in with four. Because there are four titles. Mm-hmm. And with Vector, what they tried to do was, and brilliantly so, get you to buy all four of them by having this crossover that spans all the titles and all the eras. And was really well done. That's and, cool. Yeah, so.
4: Speaking of uh, Jandrasima, I'm sure you know that she was a, uh, that a Jedi is modeled after her.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, which one? Oh, what's her name? Yeah. Oh. Here comes the old memory.
4: It's 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 probably in the uh, comic book urban legends uh, thread.
1: That's interesting. I don't remember. Ah, she no Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: you know, it's really weird. Uh, At the New York Comic Con, (laughs) uh, Ostrander and Dursima were sitting at at their little booth, and there was nobody around them. Marty and I walked right up to them. (sighs) I got a a beautiful sketch from Dursima. Ostrander talked to us about. Star Wars for maybe fifteen, twenty minutes and we left because we thought we were gonna, you know, impose upon the guy, and then when we left nobody was it was this weirdest thing. Was her um, husband there? No, it was just her. Wow. And, uh okay. Mr. Ostrander. Ostrander's cool. Ostrander's oh, sure. cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's he's a stud, man. He's, he's
0: very cool. <laughs> all right. M- moving on. Yes, yeah, we, we got, have we
1: got, come on, let's go.
0: I know. Even <laughs> if we spend like three minutes on each of these, we're never gonna get to them all. Let's get, let's get banging them out. All right. Uh, L. Dave, good old El Luchador, why are people so obsessed with what is good for the industry? Isn't just buying good comics good for the industry? Is there more to it, some sinister equation that I'm blissfully ignorant of?
1: I'm actually going to drive to the south side and give that man a big old wet sloppy kiss because he (laughs) nailed it. He's right on, Dave. Yes, people shouldn't be concerned about what's good for the industry because you know what? It don't matter. Just go out and buy the comics you like. Great attitude.
0: I'm so happy you said that. I really am. Because Mm. I love you, but you get concerned with the mechanics of the industry a lot. Less and less
1: all the time. Less less and less all the time. Good,
0: good. Because, I mean, you know, that's like opening a little bag of gloom. Mm-hmm.
1: It's 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 a downer
0: mm-hmm. sometimes. But cool. Good Chris, you're growing, you're maturing. <laughs> right before <laughs> our eyes. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, anybody else have anything to add to that? No, how can you how can you follow I'm up that? To- <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Uh let's see. Let's uh Tim has a bunch of these. Mm-hmm. Um considering all these questions is this episode going to be 2 hours long? Probably. i we
1: yeah. good with that.
0: If so, are your homes properly stocked with enough alcohol? I was going to say I'm going to have
1: to. I'm going to have to step away in in a couple minutes. To (laughs) refill. I just got
3: my my new distillery hooked up uh, three days ago, so I'm all set.
0: Nice. (laughs) Okay, we have one from Mr. Steve Raker. I miss the old great sci-fi anthology books of my youth, such as Star Reach, Epic Illustrated, Warren's 1984, and Pacific's Alien Worlds, among others. These days, it seems most say the industry can't support a mainstream talent anthology title, like Marvel Comics Presents, etc. But has anyone tried the sci-fi genre recently? Yeah.
1: I read sci-fi comics all the time.
0: Yeah, me too. Today,
1: oh, Isn't he
2: talking
3: about a sci-fi anthology, though? And, and a bunch
0: of great anthologies. I mean, it doesn't get any better than Star Reach and Epic Illustrated, Warren, 1984. Those were awesome anthologies. Mm-hmm. I guess you have to separate it into what's possible today because when you look back on those books, there was a hell of a lot of high-caliber talent in every issue, whereas today, I don't think the publishers are want to... Devote all their top-tier talent to an anthology book. Most of the times, when when you see an anthology, it's almost like a tryout book, mm-hmm. yeah. where you where you have these up-and-comers or uh, maybe a lot of mid-level guys just churning out pages for a book. So I, I think the climate's different.
1: Wouldn't you consider twenty-four-seven uh, a sci-fi book? I mean, it's not yeah. outer space, but I mean, I would consider that you know science fiction fantasy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and popgun was very sci-fi oriented too
1: god i gotta get that comic book tattoo god that looks awesome it does it looks really good Got that last week
0: speaking of sci-fi books i bought a transformers comic today for the first time in a get long get out of here really yeah in a long long time the the, the 399 price tag kind of puts me off but the cover looks so cool it's all hail megatron have you seen the covers on these things did it
3: transform into a trade paperback uh, not yet, no. But, I mean, it, it,
0: it's a very atypical cover design for a Transformer book. It almost looks like a Brian Wood cover. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, and um, it was drawn by what the man that I think is the absolute best as far as Transformers. Guido Guidi. The guy's fantastic. On, that's that's really his insane. name, man. That's his name, Guido Guidi. I ordered from him yesterday. What was that? <laughs> I ordered pizza for him yesterday. That's <laughs> <laughs> not nice. <laughs> but, you know, the thing that, that plagues the Transformers books is while the robots are drawn phenomenally, the humans always suffer. They, they always seem to just hack out the humans because they're not cool. They're, they're, they're humans. But this is the best of both worlds. He can draw the humans really well and the Transformers like nobody else. Mm-hmm. All hail Megatron. Really good. I'm, I'm so- glad I bought it.
3: Is IDW, I
0: assume? Yes, IDW. So it's three ninety nine. but what are you going to do? If what you do, you want
3: trans- do you think we're going to see some uh, G.I. Joe Transformers crossovers again now that oh, IDW's got G.I. Joe?
0: Yeah, I hope not. I mean, the last <laughs> two are really bad.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: All right, let's keep on keeping on. The great Fist. I love this guy. He is so enthusiastic. He is. He says, now for stupidity. The four of you in your drunken state read an excerpt from a Kirby book in the voice impression of your choice. Huh. God. Hold can, on. We, can we do that? I don't have any
3: Kirby books sitting next to me.
0: So oh. I, got, I got a ton of them sitting next to me. I don't want to hog <laughs> all the mic time. Okay.
1: All right, I got one. Okay.
0: And w- what are you reading, Chris? Uh,
1: I just grabbed the uh, the uh, OMAC hardcover. Excellent. Pick
0: a page, any page.
1: Uh, pick a page, any page. Um...
0: And I would like you to read it in the voice of Carol Channing. Oh,
1: I, don't, Lord. I have Jeez. no idea what Carol Channing. I've been about girl's best friend.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very nice. How about? Uh, I'll, 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 right, I'll
4: bro make bro it any. easy for you. Scooby John 2, Houseman.
0: John Houseman? No.
1: Pee Wee Herman. <laughs>
4: where's Where's when you need him?
1: Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Centrist, okay, Vince, you go first. You you grab whatever you're getting.
0: Oh, jeez, I got a Commandy Archives right here. Oh, <laughs> color me shocked. Yeah, and <laughs> and let's see. Let's,
1: He's actually, let's, actually pulling that out of his coat right now. <laughs> actually, it's in my It's
0: in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will read a page from Commandy number nine. My favorite comic ever, ever, ever. Okay, let's see. I'm not going to read it in a voice. I'm just going to read it in my voice because I don't know who to do it in. What was Central Central America is gone, scorched and gouged from the face of the earth in one great blow by some natural holocaust. Now, seen from the sky, it looks like the barren face of the moon. And from its giant cracks and caverns rise the first of its many terrors that are to threaten, Commandy. the last boy on earth. Earth, earth, earth. Here comes the bats, Commandy. I meant to warn you about them. Avoid bites or scratches. You could have said it in one word. Rabies. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love this issue. Applause. Oh, I'll, I'll, just,
1: I'll, I'll just give you the first the first line out of OMAC. And uh it is Hello, put me together and I will be your friend.
2: There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nice. Well, there you go.
0: All right. He's got multiple parts of this question too. So right, part two says it. it's it's for Chris. Chris, what happened to the quacking? It was a staple of the show, and Scrooge McDuck was nowhere to be found.
1: <laughs> you know, I actually um, I stopped reading my uh, Scrooge Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, so that may have been it. I'm going to pick it up next week, so maybe the quacking will uh, return.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you brought up Scrooge McDuck. I'm so <laughs> glad. Jesus because, because issue, we ha- it
1: wouldn't
3: be a week with, without talking about it
0: no issue 377 came out today it is awesome and it's in a string of
3: X799 uh, yeah I'm, it's,
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's worth it it's never really worth ever
3: it. complain yeah. about the price of a book please never I know I don't ever want to hear you complain
0: in a string of remarkable issues this one stands out as exceptional so that's a really hard thing to do wait a
3: minute don't tell me Magic at Dispel actually tried to steal his money this
0: episode Magic at Dispel is in it how did you know this <laughs> <laughs> it's i'm not kidding the, and the thing that really has me jazzed about this to issue is, his first coin oh my god
1: the, it, guys we've talked we've talked about kirby and commandy and now Panther. Right? Can, can, do you know how big vince's erection is right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm turgid let me tell you <laughs> uh the front cover is painted by daniel branca it is awesome it's magic of dispel it's it, and it's an it looks like an oil painting. You got to get this issue. In addition to that, the back cover, Don Rosa, a beautiful illustration of Scrooge McDuck's greatest treasures. Don't laugh. This book is excellent. Pick up Uncle Scrooge stories by. Uh, <laughs> Jesus no really. We have 400 questions. Yeah, we do. Pick up Uncle Scrooge 377. I'm <laughs> sorry. I just Vince love ever the anarchist. I know. All right. This is next one next one is for me. God, it's good to have you back, Wood. It is. <laughs> next next one's for me. It says uh it's more as in fist. Vince, why does Marty keep picking on you? Because he's jealous. That's all I can say. David, how did you and Vince keep the friendship even with the demise of a previous podcast? That's a good, question. We, uh, That's a good question.
4: We were friends before the podcast.
0: I can answer it in, in, in a, the most succinct, succinct way I possibly can and just say, I love David. I do. I love David. He's my buddy. I don't give a shit. If he loves Marvel, that's his bag. I'm not going to sacrifice. No, 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 no. I'm not going to sacrifice. I will forgive him his trespasses. I- that's right. You know I, mean? I will never sacrifice friendship over something stupid like that. And David is my buddy. And I love him. Even though he's Jewish and reads Marvel comics. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's ah, nice. Yeah, you it's, know I love you. Wood, uh, what do you think of your fellow podcasters?
3: Mm. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, well, I think David is Jewish and reads Marvel comics.
2: <laughs>
3: I think uh, Vince is Italian and an anarchist. Yes. And uh, I think Chris may be drunker than I am on a given day.
0: That's That's good. And one last question. What if John Suntris joined you guys for an episode? Well, we probably would get very it. little air time, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there,
2: there's,
1: there's a reason that there's a reason that John's uh, show is one-on-one interviews. <laughs> no, no, now we, we, should, yeah, I tell you what, we should, we should seriously do the whole Chicago trip next year and sit down with John. John would be a great addition to a round table.
0: You're right. John's a great addition to any kind of discussion. Yeah. Yep. It's it's like he's got this encyclopedic knowledge of comics in his brain, and he can access any any part of it at any given time. He's a hard drive. That's what he is. You know
3: what? what, what, Comics is all right with me.
1: Oh yeah. uh, Yeah. But but what's what's scary is that you know we had Tom on last week, and everyone thinks that Tom is the funny ha ha guy, and Tom is is very is very clever. He's very quick and has a great sense of humor. But I would put Tom's comic knowledge against centrist any day yeah tom tom is people don't talk about how much tom knows about comics he yeah. is his recall is ridiculous
3: i mean but is it just dc or has he got the other stuff covered too
1: um, he's got a lot of it. Co- I mean, his his DC knowledge is is off the charts. But I mean, he's been reading a lot of comics for a really long time, and he has he has great recall. So, yeah, um, his his mind for continuity and minutia, even though he doesn't get hung up on those, is is really pretty amazing. I I, I don't remember a lot of the stuff that I read last month, and he remembers stuff that he read years ago. It, it's really scary.
3: Well, if Caters is listening to this, tell him that he and I have a Trivial Pursuit contest coming at next Chicago. Win- winner takes the other to a to a White Sox game.
0: Don't oh. make a don't make a bet with the devil. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, punk rock kid, I love this question. Could Jesus microwave a burrito so hot that he could even couldn't even eat it? And and I'm going to answer that in saying no because Jesus doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>
1: Stop it. I'm sorry. No religious discussions.
0: Okay, part two. And this, is, <laughs> this is comic related. But, um, With so many film television writers making the leap to comics and so mm-hmm. many creators making the leap to film television, sorry, comics creators, who would you like to see make the jump to the other side? Comics to film or film to comics? Mm. Uh,
3: that one's a good question, but it's one I, I guess I haven't thought about a lot. Let's uh, see. Well, I know I know that Chris is figuring out a way to work Rucka into this conversation so.
1: No, he's already done it. TV, really? Uh, film? Uh, yeah, oh. Out's coming out. Um, mm-hmm. He was uh, an executive producer on that. Um, I can but, add something I, I'd,
0: really I'd, quick while you're thinking.
1: I'd love to see I'd love to see Remender um, do some work in in TV or yeah, and, and he has. He was I mean he's done like animation and stuff for Iron Giant and and whatnot. But I'd like to see him write for. Um, do do some screenplays for film i can mm-hmm. do some fun stuff
4: cool david uh because of uh because of what i've written what i've read from his novels and how he's working the comic book page i'd love to see what he could do with a uh with a crime war even a tv show but but definitely a movie and i i can see his novels playing out as a film so it would it, it would <laughs> work really well
0: I'll tell you what; it'll be really good for the first four seasons, and then it would suck after that. <laughs> I'm just
2: <laughs>
0: just just kidding, GMS. Okay. No,
4: no, 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 okay. Not Straczynski. Who'd you say? Dwayne Swierzynski, writer on Iron Fist and Cable. Oh, yeah. see,
0: I thought you said Straczynski. I'm sorry. It's all, it's so, all right. Uh, who looks bad now, huh? Me. Hey, hey. It's you, you know. know. He, he already did Babylon Five anyway. That's what I was yeah, saying. Right. The fifth season. Sucked. Okay. Did it really? How about uh, oh, that? was horrible.
1: That wasn't I've, all. Heard. That was that wasn't all Straczynski's fault. So true.
0: Oh true. wow! Don't know. His name was on
1: it, man. It's just like Paul Dini. Just like Jeff Jones, dude. Your name is on this podcast every week, and it's always great. Is it
0: not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got one from Steve Raker. Another one from Steve Raker. As older comics readers, we all seem to have that time in our past when we strayed away from comics, such mm-hmm. as when faced with consistent opportunities for sex. I don't know what he's talking about there. <laughs> drugs and rock and roll, or college, both, etc. And then we found our way back. For me, Secret Wars 2 sent me away, and Starlin bringing Thanos into Silver Surfer brought me back. Wow. That's, what's the scoop for you guys? Money. Um,
3: it was college for me. I mean, I I was a rabid, you know, rabbit collector up until college. Went to college, had no money, was busy, was drinking, getting laid. stopped reading. Got I done in college. I, had a serious I, girlfriend, who's now my wife, and I started reading comics again.
2: Cool. So Yeah.
1: Uh, what drove me away is something that that I <laughs> here we are getting into an industry talk. Okay. Uh, something that something that I feel um, pretty strong about today is that. Um, Death of the wrong, uh, the wrong comics. Ha- the, uh, the industry has, has a tendency of promoting the wrong comics. in In the early mid nineties, uh, it was all about you know uh, Jim Lee's X Men and you Wait know, a know all, the, you all the zero industry-
3: hour wasn't worth the praise.
1: No, but stuff like Starman was, and Starman wasn't getting you know, Starman, Sandman, and Rockets. I wasn't aware of a lot of the great comics that were coming out in the 90s. I got bored with comics and moved away from them, because I didn't know about a lot of the great stuff that was happening. A lot of people talk about the 90s as as being a terrible decade for comics, and as I'm kind of looking back on it now and seeing some of the stuff that did come out in that decade, there's some... Awesome, awesome comics that came out that I was not educated enough about to to go and pick up. So I don't know. That's I, I left because I didn't know enough about what was coming out, and I was bored with the upper tier of of what was being pushed out there. And so, what
4: was and what was Wizard covering mostly?
1: I didn't read Wizard. I you know I, I did, you know that's yeah it's it's you know you're neither, a better man
4: for it. But you would never find Starman or Sandman exactly. about exactly. in Wizard. Exactly. Oh yeah, mm-hmm.
0: there was that one column that you would—that uh, it was two pages oh, in the back, would, yeah, where they would focus on the indie stuff. Yeah, even early on in the magazine's run, they they always had at least a page on what was going on outside. A whole of.
4: page, wow. Well,
0: no, I'm well. They, hey, they had to cater to the the readers. Yeah, yeah, right? they had
4: to get huh. the Bart Sears pinups. I know.
0: I dropped Wizard when they stopped giving those little funky. Uh, Trading cards with it. I used to love those <laughs> trading
1: cards. <laughs> nice. Uh, all but, right. But, yep. But I'm back I, now.
0: You know, I, I, n- there's never been a period in my life where I have haven't bought comic books. Huh. Where in, in the 90s, Marvel pushed me away, but then I just went to something else, like the indies or the, the undergrounds or small press. I just, I've always bought comic books. I, I don't, I can't envision a time in my life where they would not be. Uh, in there, so that's cool. Yeah, but the, the Marvel did shove me out with all that that uh, homogenous image style art that yeah. had happened in the and in, in DC. To a point too, they were they were trying it. There was a lot of DC books in the nineties that looked like Image books, and I oh yeah stopped buying yeah. them. You know, I think a lot of the Green Lantern stuff was marred by Image style art. Those were really great stories, and unfortunately, they weren't illustrated as well.
1: So funny. What, what what would you describe an image book looking like today?
0: Freaking young blood. No, oh, you no, mean like today? Today's oh, yeah.
1: image. It, I mean, well that that
0: just goes to show you how they turn the company God, it's a, around.
1: It's amazing. It's amazing how, with the transformation that 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 publisher has has gone under. Yeah. It, it's it's amazing.
0: It's not the whipping boy it used to be. And true. True. Awesome question from Dallin. If each of you were to cut your entire pull list down to just one single monthly comic, what would it be and why? If, the, if your choice is an indie, what would it be if it had to be one from the big two? That's an awesome question. Wow. A very, very tough question.
1: Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I think
3: my answer would probably change every, every couple of days, depending on my mood. But I, I guess I'll say fables.
0: Oh, good answer. It's, it's just the, good. You're, you're covering it's both. every month,
3: you know. It's, yeah. it's every single issue. It's it's still one of the few books, although actually, you know, it sells well in trade. It's one of the few books I think that is an actual worthy monthly periodical with a great, a great. Right. It's worth reading every month. And uh, and uh, yeah, but it would be tough though because I'm very much a superhero guy. So it'd be tough
0: to give up that completely. But yeah, fables. Good answer. I'd have to say uh, Fear Agent if I had a w- you know all right Fear Agent and or the boys I don't know <laughs> um, fear I'd have to go with Fear Agent and if if it if I was strictly limited to the big two yikes <laughs> yeah, that's a real hard question I'd uh, Jonah Hex wow yeah mm. it's tough Can talk. Yeah, Jonah Hex is awesome. I See, I don't consider Vertigo... I've still never read an issue of it.
1: Oh, man. Oh, my God. You. Oh, God. Get the first trade.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I need to do that.
1: Oh, it's... And really, I like Westbrook's, really too.
3: Enough. It's just, you know, his, he just, he's so ugly. It just it bothers me.
0: Oh, yeah, then. <laughs>
3: There's a reason not to read it. <laughs> that guy's fugly. I'm not reading that book.
0: That's why God, I don't read wouldn't. that
3: that's why Take I didn't read Swamp Thing. I couldn't Take I couldn't accept the premise of Swamp Thing like having relationships and stuff. I just Love
0: couldn't. knows no bounds, okay? Just because he looked like a plant with a big old
3: Somewhere right now your wife's listening to that saying, Ain't that the truth?
0: Uh-huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Chris?
1: Oh, that's uh that is such a hard question because that's not asking what your favorite book is. It's asking, it's asking what you would keep on your pull list from a month. It's like Lock and Key, my favorite book coming out right now, but it's not exactly a monthly book. So it's. It not is? A, what? Your, Lock favorite? your favorite book? Lock and <laughs> yeah, Key is you've... far and away my favorite book. <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> Where have kidding. you been the past? Oh my god!
1: He's being facetious. Facetious.
0: He's being bocephus. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, and then there, there are books like uh, Walking Dead that I mm-hmm. I have to read every month, but that book hasn't been as meaty as it has in the past. I'm not getting Preach. as 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 much out of it each month. Um, probably the one that like the monthly comes out every month. Look forward to the most. Can't imagine not reading it from the big two is Captain America. Mm. Love that book. Love that Mm. book.
0: Dallin continues.
1: (laughs) Of course. (laughs) As as Vince sighs. The
0: the three trade paperbacks you would hope to have on you when you get stranded on a desert island. Mm. Mm. Uh, That's easier, I think. Yeah, well, take Uh, it away.
3: Certainly Watchmen. Uh, No question about that. I would say... uh, JLA Avengers, just because I could look at all the pretty pictures for years on end. And whew, the last one, let me think here. Uh, whew, wow. I don't know. I'm just looking through my trade book and thinking which. Oh, um, let's go with. Whew, I'll go with uh, of- New, Frontier. One- New Frontier. New Frontier. Oh,
1: really? Nice. Wow! Nice. Yeah. Bastard stole one.
0: Yes. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I would take, um, let's see, the first volume of the Commandy Archives, Gary Panners Jimbo, and probably From Hell.
3: Mm. Some choices.
1: Yeah. Now, now are these trades, or can we go with the you know the the big? The big hard bound ones.
3: Yeah, you yeah. could go with the, the, with the absolutes. I would think.
1: All right. Um, I would go with yeah, New Frontier, just because it's pretty much my favorite, my mm-hmm. favorite book ever. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, is it really ever?
1: Ever, yeah, wow. yeah. It's it's it is so so good. It they is it it, just son. God. It it just hits every you know every. Emotion, God, it, it's it's just so good. Um, probably um, the the Frank Miller Daredevil Omnibus, mm-hmm. uh, just cause I, I I love those stories. And uh, last one, like a th- uh, um. Hey there, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'd have to. I'd have to go with uh, with Watchmen. I, I just we, nice. just because there's there's so much that you get out of it each, each and every time, that. yeah, yeah. So, God,
0: it's, a, it's a hard I, question.
1: Wouldn't wouldn't I are more alike than yeah. I thought?
3: <laughs> I'm actually gonna yeah I'm gonna change my my JLA Avengers to because we can do omnibus. I'm gonna change that to the uh, to the Claremont X Men omnibus because oh, that's really got me into being a comics fan, and I still love. Me. Certainly have enough
0: to read. Love me X Men.
4: Love it. <laughs> David. Uh, New Frontier Absolute.
1: Nice! Good man. Three, three, DC too. Go, three, David!
4: Three. <laughs> uh, the first uh, Amazing Spider-Man on the bus.
2: Oh, Respect! Um,
4: Bringing yes. the pain oh, over here. That's a and uh, Major Hero Discovered.
0: Oh, I'm stunned.
1: <laughs> you should not be.
0: Totally Wait, stunned.
1: I, I almost <laughs> picked it. I almost picked it, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't take that over Watchmen
4: though. <laughs> Mr. I know. I know.
1: Oh, hey! Speaking of Watchmen, two oh two fifty seven. That is what my twelve issues of Watchmen went through, went for on eBay. Get Which... out of here! Kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I am not what? kidding you. Yep. That's I'm insane. The mine. I'm going to put them How, up on that.
0: <laughs> what was the feedback rating of the bidder that won?
1: Uh like one thirteen or something like that. So he was solid. Oh, we he already, he already, already paid me. Already paid he, me. With, he
3: hung with, up to go put, put his Watchmen books on, on eBay. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. That's He's funny. like, Renee, Renee, find my Watchmen issues. <laughs> uh, and uh, Dallin finishes up with the third question. Uh, any Hawaiian Dick fans? Yes. Yes. I love I love yes, Dick. Yes. yes. I, I love that. S- yeah. I love that series, and I'm not even 100% sure why. Why because do I love awesome.
1: it so? Because yeah, it's awesome. It- it's good it pulpy
3: fun. It's just mm-hmm. really cleanly illustrated. It just tells simple, clean tales. And if you're like me, you grew up a Magnum P.I. fan, it's kind of like that. It's like Magnum P.I. Unbelievable.
2: <laughs>
0: we got David back.
1: It's, it's mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the Hollywood pitch is 1950s detective in Hawaii with supernatural events. I mean, it's that's a burn what- notice
3: in comic book form.
1: What what can you you know? What's not to like about that?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yes. Welcome, okay.
3: the- welcome back, David. Yes, thank you. Did you get Renee to pull out the Watchmen issues for you to put them on eBay?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, no, sorry. All right.
2: Uh, the
0: first of many questions from our good buddy Dan, aka Papercut. Nice. What what is your best comic-related moment? Not one that can be found between the covers of a comic. But one in real life that could have only existed because of the medium that's good mm. well, i don't have an answer for that
4: I, I have I have two, and one of which Dan was present for uh, first one, well, the one with him has uh every every chance that I missed talking to Matt Wagner at Wizard World Chicago a couple of years ago and, and Dan was right there to laugh at me every chance he got and uh but at my old comic shop there was a uh, the, the owner died and, and and his wife was throwing together a little service and there were uh there were some professionals there like uh Mark Texiera, Ray Lago uh Joe Michael Linzer and afterwards a few of us went to uh went out to dinner and I'm sitting across from Tex and I was just, you know, this was before I was really going to convention. So it, this was just completely blew my mind. It's a good so story. I, and we, and Tex and I kind of met years before that, uh, because of where he used to live and, and where my father had a part-time job. And, and he ended up, I I remember speaking, actually, Tex gave, uh, dropped off at my father's job some, uh, some pencil pages, some copies of Ramita's work from Daredevil, Man Without Fear. This was, this was before the book was done, so I didn't know where these pages were from, and, because he knew I wanted to be an anchor, so he left them with my father, but when, He dropped them off. My father called me because I was at home and says, here's someone that, you know, wants to say hi to you. And I was, I don't know, maybe 15, 16 years older, but he, he tells me who he is. And of all the things to talk about, I mean, this was after Cyforce, this was after Hex, this was, you know, Ghost Rider was, was being done. And the only thing I could think of to ask him was, I remember his work on Power Lords.
2: <laughs> and if that's going
4: to embarrass anybody it's pretty much going to be your first professional work. Hmm. Well, we got some questions. That.
0: You got one?
3: No, I said I can't beat that.
0: Yeah, I have no recollection of of any incident related to comics that wasn't I mean I'm old. There's so many of them I can't even dredge them up. Let Shouldn't me think we think about this for a comics though? Yeah, you know,
3: we we should. You, you Shindig, you, uh, you count out to the stars, my friend. Let's, let's hear some stories.
0: He doesn't have any.
1: Me? The the day I learned the word podcast, everything after that has been a bore. Yeah. <laughs> it's. It, I mean, I I cannot pick a single moment. Oh, the I last, have one. The last three years have been pretty. Jesus, yes. it's
0: staring me right in the face, or staring me right in the ears. The amount of people that. We have become friends with through comic oh, books.
2: Sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: good point. Sure, absolutely. Jeez,
0: how can I be so stupid? Okay, Pat Loika, the awesome sauce himself. Nice. You guys are like the ultimate supergroup of podcasting. <laughs> obviously, obviously, Pat's been drinking as well. You Mr. Yeah, yeah, well. Which she- band would you compare yourselves to? I'm getting a damn Yankees vibe off you guys. Okay, the the, love meter for the loika just dropped about (laughs) fifty nine. I'm thinking.
4: uh, Well, I was going to say the power
0: station, (laughs)
4: fire
1: hose.
0: Let's just not even go there. Why does
1: I'm going to say rock pile?
0: Why does Chris (laughs) hate freedom? (laughs) Because he's evil.
1: I do not hate freedom, and damn it, Loika, I support so many Marvel books. I just, I, <laughs> I've wrote an article, but, you know, in comic shots, I've done how many? What, four of them? Two of them have been Marvel books. So, Good. so Good suck it, Loika. Oh, no, don't oh. say that. <laughs> He'll
0: kill you. Damn. David or Wood, I only have one question for you two. Uh-oh. If you got a chance to reimagine Marvel's Nth Man for the new <laughs> millennium, who'd be working on the book?
1: Go ahead, Pat dude. Luka. Pat Loika would be <sighs> Ultimate Pat Loika.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> dude, all I remember about Nth Man is it was at a time in my life where all I read was Marvel, and I bought every single Marvel book that came out, <laughs> and that was one of the first books I ever sat there and thought to myself, why
4: am what? I reading this? Like, that, that was it? Not NFL Super Pro? No, I'm an NFL fan. So. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Wasn't
0: Enthman Man released uh, the first appearance in Marvel Premiere or Marvel Preview, one of those types of books? Uh,
1: I, I, I don't think, even know who Nth Man is. I think
0: Marvel Comics Presents, actually.
1: Oh, oh,
0: I'm thinking 3D Man. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, no, you're thinking... Yeah, yeah no. 3D Nth, Man Nth. goes way back. It's like a white-haired Steven Seagal samurai guy. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: hey, um, David, why wasn't 3D Man in Agents of Atlas?
0: The- they couldn't find a way to bind the glasses to the comic <laughs>
1: because he was he was in he was in Don Glute's um what if story but he didn't make the didn't make the grade in uh, Agents of Atlas what i was, was just you curious
3: you're Don Glute
1: what Seriously? serious well i read that story and it's all of the agents of atlas are there but 3D man was the one character that didn't that did I, I, I think
4: that's a question for Jeff Parker, not for me.
1: Okay. I would, you're the Marvel guy, so I figured it out.
0: <laughs> Wood's true. standing right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're I'm the sorry. you're the voice of Marvel, man. No, I am not. All right. There you anyway, are. It's... Keep going. Vince, I'll, have you I'm seen here. my I'm, giant I'm, size man... What'd you say?
3: <laughs> said, I'm here to talk <laughs> numbers. When you guys want to talk numbers, just wake me up.
1: Vince. <laughs> nice.
0: Vince, have you seen my giant size man thing? Yes, I have. <laughs> It is fabulous. If, if
1: I, sta- the show accomplish- huh? I stayed in a hotel room with Pat in uh, in New York, and I did not see his giant-sized man thing. Oh, it's
0: awesome. It's got a... Yeah.
1: Well, never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if, <laughs> if the show accomplishes one good thing for the comic industry, what would you wish it to be? Well, I can answer this right off the bat, and then you guys can go. I, just- I, I would hope that anyone who listens to this show would force themselves or get a deeper appreciation on how to articulate the way they feel about art and comic books, not just with the standard, it's awesome, or you know, that book was great. Try and put into words the way these things make you feel, the mm-hmm. art, and the whole sensory uh, deal when you're reading comics, the smell of the paper, the feel of the paper, the line, the color, the ink, just everything... What, does this, what do these things do to you? And try and put that into words. It's very difficult to do. And I'd like to think that that's something that we try to do every single week. How about that?
1: That's great. If I like that.
0: That's, if that's our contribution, then hey, we're ahead of the game. Yeah, that was a great answer, Vince. Thank
3: you. You've been practicing. You read these questions before we came on air, didn't you?
0: Uh, no, I didn't because that would be cheating. They, they did not go by the rules and post these things at 11 o'clock. I don't to
3: answers that aren't very Vince-like. Cheater. What do you mean? Cheater.
0: All right, boobies. I hope boobies would be our contribution right. there. How's that?
1: <laughs> well,
3: we have to for it. I know from the bullpen bulletins days. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> All right, moving on. Pat has a couple nice things to say, and you can read them on our forum at forum.bullpenbullets and see how smooth that was. <laughs> oh, forum you like dot- the Chris of, I am. Of, uh, of plugs, man. It's great. No, I, I need a couple more years
1: to get that. Good. We have us an iTunes review.
0: <laughs> forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Moving into Jefferson, another stalwart of the forums. If you were a tree, what comic book would you sacrifice your pulpy essence for? <laughs> 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 well, you know, you already know my answer. answer. That. Yes, you can. You already know my answer. Go ahead. No, you you do it, Chris.
1: What? 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 I mean, he's asking what comic I would like to see wiped off the face of the earth.
0: No, he's asking, no. you are a tree. You, uh-huh. What comic book would you give your life in order to oh, bring well, into oh, the world? No. Yeah, see?
1: Oh. oh, okay, I see. Um, yeah. Shit, I'll have to think about that. Uh, All right. Uh, let's go. Uh,
3: you know, I mean, I guess the easiest answer would be, say, something like Fables, because it's, like I said, one of my favorites. But I'm going to go with the Avengers, uh, only because... It's the book that I have consistently most cared about. And so if I'm going to be a big-ass Redwood Tree or something, I'm going to want a lot of comics to be made from me. So I'll say Avengers. Much to Vince's dismay.
0: (laughs) No. There's been a lot of good Avengers over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Corvac, Saga. Yeah. You're not kidding. David. Uh...
4: I, I was tempted to say Green Lantern, but I'm going to end up saying Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm.
0: Respect. Well, you would think I would say Fantastic Four, but you No, I wouldn't. Wrong. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Commander. Greatest comic ever published.
4: Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm surp- <laughs> surprised Chris wasn't there with the Queen and Country.
1: He giggled. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, uh, I can't answer uh, uh, because it's right in front of me, um, House of Mystery. It is. Wow. I, Woo. I love the House of Mystery. It's that is strong. strong words.
0: I guess so. For so recent a book that really, while it's excellent, it really hasn't proven itself yet. It's only on the issue. It
1: has to me. It it's been great. great. Oh. It has been great. I have to say, oh, you know I
0: agree. It's been great. But-
1: I may have to find a drink in its honor for next week. I was thinking about that today, that it may be. It, it's going to be a comic shot soon. So, um, yeah, this last issue that came out this week, uh, it starts to open up the mythology a little bit, and you start to get a, mm-hmm. um, some, uh, a bigger idea of what's going on. And there's a great, you know a late night story in the middle of it. Um, I really, really like house of mystery. I think it's, it's probably the strongest book coming out from vertigo right now. As far as like, their their recent books, which I would been say second
3: strongest only behind scalped.
1: Uh, sure. Scout. Well, there's scalped and, and fables, which of course is still strong. Well,
3: yeah, that's true. Right. I don't even think, see fables has such a special place in my heart. I don't even <laughs> think of it as a vertical book anymore, but yeah. you're right. That.
1: Yeah but uh yeah it's uh it's it's good it's really really good so yeah okay cut me up pass me all around turn me into a stack of house mystery
0: instead of a tree i would like to be a mushroom you would because then, then i could show people the reality behind the the curtain but anyway <laughs> you. okay hulk smash good old hulk smash Superboy Prime did some dastardly things in Infinite Crisis. They trapped him, and in less than a year, he was back in Sinestro Corps War. Black Adam did similar levels of damage in World War III and 52. They rendered him useless, and he was back in less than a year in his own limited series. Inertia kills the Flash, is put in suspended animation, and now is back already in Rogue's Revenge. Okay, I just... Fucked up my browser. Um, these villains did some of the most heinous things in recent memory in the DCU. Were they brought back too soon and would leaving them off the board, so to speak, for a longer time have created a bigger impact when they eventually did make their return? I, yes. for one, okay. I, for one, think their quick return lessens the impact of the previous dastardly deeds. Discuss. Okay. No. Let me just weigh in on one thing and then you guys can go nuts with this. I and with David, and I know what he's going to say, I think Superboy Prime should be left on the back burner until Final Crisis. I do not think Superboy Prime should have been in uh, Sinestro Corps War because he was really an afterthought. Mm -hmm. While he did contribute to the, the overall story arc, he didn't really do anything of the magnitude necessary for that character. I mean, when you've killed scores of d c u heroes and you're put in the Sinestro corps war and what do you do? You beat the shit out of um what's the daxamite's name
1: uh, no. uh, sodom yacht
0: uh, sodom yacht I mean that was his con- contribution to wasn't the Sinestro corps war
1: you know wasn't the point who 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 from infinite crisis who was guarding superboy prime
0: the guardians
1: okay, okay. yeah Did you think that Maybe that's a the, a fairly important plot point in the Sinestro Corps War. Is that you have this extremely powerful weapon that that the Green Lanterns are protecting that could be used against them? I thought it was I thought it was extremely logical, and I I thought it fit the story. I didn't have a problem with it at all. And well. the the thing about keeping keeping bad guys on the shelf for too long is that. Is that comic fans have a fairly short term memory, and it loses its impact. I mean, I, this is yeah, I don't that,
0: think that, that applies every, to Superboy ev- Prime.
1: Every week we we argue about Superboy Prime in some way or another. It seems like, and it's because he's a hot button villain, and yes. that just shows me that you know what we love to hate him mm-hmm. so they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do with a villain. We we love to hate him.
0: Right, and to be honest with you, mm-hmm. his inclusion into Sinestro Corps War was one of the reasons why I bought the book. I'll be mm-hmm. honest. Okay. Yeah. But as far as the power that character wields, I think he wasn't used to greatest effect in that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically... From I mean we know what this capable this character is capable of. He could have leveled the playing field in the in this natural course favor, way early in the game, but they never they never utilized him to his. So he's his one potential.
1: of the, he's one of the few planet movers that exists right. DCU, right. and that's I mean it's it's yeah I, they made him too powerful. So. Right,
0: and I don't think it was a detriment to the series. I enjoyed seeing him in there, but I think he was underused to a certain effect eager to see what they do with him in Legion of Three Worlds. So, the, uh,
4: the, the Black Adam aspect I find spot on because we had him all throughout 52 and then we had World War 3 and then even though I guess in, in the DC Universe time a year had passed but then immediately following 52 now here's the Black Adam miniseries. And there was too much Black Adam too quickly at one time. As far as a publishing point of view, I understand as a timeline, things might work out differently. But, I mean, we had him in print in pretty rapid
0: succession. Mm-hmm. But it was a good excuse to get more beautiful Doug Mankey art.
3: Oh, shit, yeah. that's oh, oh, true. Yeah. I'll take this a bit more conceptually than to so the specific villains i think that in general You're bringing the intelligence I, <laughs> in general i think he's got a point in that you have especially with with the two with the big two you have this you know multi-decade tapestry of heroes and villains and supporting characters to choose from and i think we've seen that in the right hands you know pretty much a character that we haven't seen in decades can be turned into something awesome because they're not burdened by um, a lot of past history. And then you have, you know, I know Johns is really making a name for himself these days on the Superman book or action book of taking some of the Superman villains and all of their convoluted histories and turning them into a very cohesive um, history that works. So I, I guess I do agree that all too often I'll be reading, you know, insert random Marvel or DC book here and I'll see some villain that I feel like I just saw a year before, and think ah oh, those these guys again? Isn't there somebody else we can have for the story because they're like those fill-in guys? I mean, it's like the uh, the Wrecking Crew in the Marvel Universe, right? I mean, it seems like <laughs> every other month the Wrecking Crew is the you know eponymous evil group that some the, the, some hero wants the to Royal
1: be. Flesh Gang.
2: Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so in that regard, I think, yes, we, there's way too much of a, of, a, of a backstory. I mean, look at the Who's Who or the official handbook of the Marvel Universe and think of all the characters that played bit parts or were in one-shots that could be turned into something cool or brought back. So I'd like to see a little more creativity. On the other hand, I think a couple of the villains that he mentioned specifically, um, I don't think necessarily they fit this mold. I think Black Adam's a really complex character, and yep. I, I love the monkey limited series thought it was pretty interesting um, and I'm actually in Chris's camp on um, Superboy Prime he annoys the hell out of me but I think it actually makes sense for him to be in all of these stories relative to the fact that A. he's representative of the typical fanboy and it's a little bit of self-parody and B. he is as you guys mentioned one of the most powerful beings in the DCU right now so I think it kind of makes sense to have him there um, I, so. I
1: think we might be seeing his third and Maybe for the for the foreseeable future, his third and final act with mm. uh, with the Legion story coming up. I sure I, so. I, yeah, well, you know, I, I think that Johns is probably feels the same way that he's used that character enough to do what it needs to do, and, and he's going to you know kind of put him away. But I, I, I imagine that this Legion of Three Worlds story is going to be kind of the the. Not the final, but the almost final story for for Prime for a little while. You know it's yeah. it's yeah, it's time to it's time to put him away for a little bit. He's he's been on the on the on the front burner for, for long enough.
0: Well, here's a bunch of different questions from our buddy Gawain. Screw the comic talk. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens when four podcasters put aside the bullshit and just get real.
3: Oh, he watch too much real world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What What person in your life was the most influential?
2: Oh, what, well, he one, really does what, get real, huh? What,
0: yeah, what one person in your life was the most influential? Oof. Oof.
1: Wow. My dad. My dad. I mean,
0: yeah, I would say the same thing. Um, for the reason that my father taught me that the preconceptions that people have... Uh, cultural preconceptions that, that that people have about the way you should act and behave and live your life and interact with people don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. My father taught me to live your life the way you want and don't worry about anybody else. They don't matter. That's what my dad gave me. Hmm. Yep. Um, so there you go. I, well, I mean, don't go ahead.
3: No, I was going to say, I mean, I, I my initial thought was my dad as well, uh, but I guess I'll, I'll say my wife, actually, uh, only Ooh. because, well, uh, because, I mean, uh, since we're keeping it real here, uh, you know, I was kind of, uh, I know this is going to be shocking to all you people that joke about me being about the numbers, but I was pretty much on track in my life to be, you know, a guy that worked 120-hour weeks and, you know, lived in a you know, penthouse in Manhattan and all I did was work, you know, for... As an investment banker for, you know, and didn't have a life. And then, you know, I met my wife in college and my whole perspective on the value of friends and balance and and sort of a work-home balance really kind of came into perspective. And it, it fundamentally changed my life. So, um, you know, I think I'd be a completely different person if uh, if it wasn't for her. So, there you uh, go. give her the props. Beauty
0: and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. She's not
1: a beast. She's hot. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah. my my dad taught me the uh the importance of a good stiff drink <laughs>
0: much to our benefit <laughs> go on, mr Neesman. Uh, uh, david uh
4: i want to or maybe should say my father but it's he was a single parent raising me and my brother and and I think he did a pretty good job with everything but um there are some things that i see now that i'm really not like him in and uh i know my grandmother i know his mother had a lot to do with typical you know jewish grandmother just making sure shit gets done on the straight and narrow but uh i'm 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 kind of getting ready to bite off wood here and uh and say my wife as well, so it's it's kind of like a mix. I don't know if I really just have one most influential person.
0: Oh, that was the question.
4: That is the question. Yeah. So, yeah. I you know I have to get back.
0: Okay, what goals do you hope to accomplish in your life?
2: Shit, well, this isn't it. You,
0: <laughs> I'll just say, uh, not to sound sappy, but to raise my kids. The best way I can, and give them an appreciation for art, mm-hmm. because their mama don't have one. So hilarious. <laughs> as as long as my kids turn into good, honest, giving people, then I've done my job. Respect it. Yeah. Chris, Chris, come on. Um,
1: uh, had to leave this place better than I came into it. Yeah.
0: David
4: do to others. I just, you know, I just the respect and you know, just treat people the way you want to be treated and, and you know, hopefully karma will come into play.
0: Karma always comes into play. Karma, baby. That's right. And Mr. Wood.
3: Uh, I, I guess um, somewhat like what you said, Vince, but relative to my, my kids, I mean, I just I hope that I can do everything in my power to make them great human beings, you know, right. uh, and uh, and help them understand that they don't have to do what their dad or their mom or their friends did in life to be happy. You know, okay. there's a lot of different ways to be happy.
0: Good so. question. See, when you focus on art, it's about creation, and then if you're if you're focusing on creation, you don't worry about the destruction. You know what I'm saying? So. An, an intensive study on art is what everyone should have everyone should be worrying about making the world more creative instead of this bullshit notion that we have to kill the other guys mm. to get to get ahead that drives me uh, it's not right it's not right. But anyway, I'm let's go
1: That's an I was going to say, these questions are killing my buzz. Can someone ask yes. me what <laughs> our like, favorite mutant power is? Uh,
0: okay. Uh we'll, you we'll, could have we'll any do, mutant power. <laughs> we'll do one one more from Mr. Gawain because he's too real, man. It's too real. What are you the most proud of so far in your life? Ugh. Yes. I got one. The fact that I can burp and fart at the same time. <laughs> Without shitting your pants? Yeah. I nice. Have ama- I have amazing anal control. Ask Marty. I can get like a tone from you learn it. you that in sometimes. prison? No. <laughs> I just have a, a, an amazing control over my, my dupa. No, I don't know. What am I most proud of? My kids. This isn't it? Oh, okay. My yeah.
3: kids. Yeah, same here. I mean, I think as a parent, it's hard to... If you're not the most proud of your kids, then it means you probably have some kind of issue with your kids that you need to work out. <laughs>
0: Oh, (laughs) my my Nina's at camp for this, for the week, and she's my oldest in case anyone doesn't know. And, uh, oh, hey, uh, it's killing me. Just trying to keep it light here. I cannot stand to be away from, from my kids for any extended period of time, and Mm -hmm. she's gone since Saturday. It is really killing me. But you know, she's loving it. My, of course. My wife said, what is wrong with you? I said, there's a void. I'm missing something. There's a part of me that's not here. M- m- you know, my oldest is gone. It- it's not right. And, yeah, mm. it kills me when my kids leave. But, anyway, let's get some comic questions here.
1: Oh, know- shit.
0: All right. But th- that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Punk Rock Kid says, so I really like this girl. What's the best <laughs> way to woo her? Dude, walk up to her with your zipper hanging down. <laughs> they-, they-, they cannot resist that.
3: Well, wait a minute, though. If he's hung like a titmouse, then you don't want to do that. I don't think so. He's a well, rock man.
0: Maybe
4: he, you know, if she likes to laugh, then maybe that's all you need.
1: <laughs> you're you're asking four guys that get together on Wednesday nights <laughs> and one who gets together on to Friday about night. fucking comic books about dating advice, dude. Okay, no, sorry, yeah, yeah. I
4: mean, Doctor we ain't. All right, I've
3: let's been single go- woman since I was twenty, so <laughs> I can't help you.
0: All right, I have a, a, a blitzkrieg here's, here's of questions from, from Freaky Tiki. What? okay, good.
4: No, no, I was, I was going to say, that we, haven't, we haven't heard, the, heard from.
0: Uh, no, Tim. Yeah, he yeah. asked a lot of questions, and I was going to do a bunch of them in a row to give this spotlight to the Monkey Man. Sure. I love his avatar. What was your gateway into comics? For example, a licensed comic adaptation, a cartoon, a movie, a toy, etc. For the record, mine was G.I. Joe G. number two by Mirror Comics.
1: ah the great larry hama that's
3: right you don't like larry hama and i I, I said i said her the the,
1: the great the great larry hama Trimpy kicks ass
4: Does indeed
0: no it was the publisher i said yeah okay
1: yeah
0: i can't answer this in one second let me just get it done fantastic four number 48 (laughs) that's the quite that's uh, the thing i always say yeah, it was my first comic book. My uncle John yes. bought it for me. It's awesome. Yep. Mine was I...
1: Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Drawn by my uncle Steve Ditko. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh no, I talked about it a lot uh Doctor Who. Uh, the the Marvel premiere Doctor Who got me. Oh,
0: up. this the Simonson one? The one with the Simonson cover? Yes. Oh, I love that issue. I have like yeah. six of those.
1: Uh, Dave, Dave Gibbons' interior art.
0: Right. But the the cover with the Tom Baker with the scarf wrapping around the TARDIS and the uh, yellow. I had to
1: bring awesome up the scarf. Stuff. Yep.
0: Oh, what's wrong yep. with the scarf? You want, <laughs> because, you want, a, you want a jelly Chris, baby? Chris has one. Does he really?
1: 26 feet long, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: for Thursday nights when him and Marty get jiggy.
1: <laughs> that's drinking night. All right, right,
0: Wood, what was your first uh, gateway to comics?
3: Oh, man, you know, I I don't really remember the first comic I ever read, but I definitely became a quote-unquote collector and obsessed thanks to the official handbook of the Marvel Universe trade paperback. Yeah. I I was shopping with my mother at a mall that we didn't usually go to, and we were at the food court eating lunch, and right across from the food court was a comic shop, and I had never really seen an LCS before. You know, I'd always gotten my stuff off, you know, at a bookstore, off the racks at a Seven Eleven or something, and I said, "Oh, I got to go in there." And I walked in, and it was like freaking a religious experience. And this is coming. <laughs> from this. And I looked all around; and it was overwhelming because there were literally thousands of comics, and I had no idea where to start. And then, sitting on the shelf was the third or fourth uh, tome of the, the the deluxe trade paperbacks of the oh movie that came out back in the eighties. And I grabbed it, and it was like an encyclopedia full of superheroes, and it baffled me. So I begged my mother to buy it for me. It was like you know, 15, 20 bucks at the time, and went home and read every page and memorized it, and then went back to the store the next week to buy the next one, and found out that these things come out like every month, and I was baffled that I had to wait a month. And then from there, I've been collecting for 20 years. So
0: Cool. You know, it never ceases to amaze me how we taint memories. Uh, past memories. For example, have you ever seen Modern Problems by Chevy Chase, the movie? Oh, sure. Uh, Which one is that? Well, Modern Problems. But What's the premise? How we, we transform our memories over time. Now, when I was a kid, I saw that in the theater, and I remember there's, there's, this, there's a scene in the movie where Chevy Chase, who has recently acquired these weird and wacky pro, uh, powers, right? Where he gives his girlfriend an orgasm.
2: <laughs> uh, with, with, with his mind, right? So, sure, as,
0: sure. You know, listen, so as a kid, I'm in the theater and I'm watching this, and, and there was one part in the scene where, and she didn't plan it, where the, the covers fell off her chest and her nipple popped out. And I was like, whoa! You know, as a kid, <laughs> you saw a nipple. Nipple's a big thing. So I went years thinking that that scene, mm-hmm. the nipple was popping out like for at least three minutes, right? Four minutes. <laughs> I bought the DVD. If it's a second, it's a lot. <laughs> you no, know, so and, I, and I'm pausing the damn things, thinking I'm gonna see Patty D'Arbonville's nipple for like a minute, you know a long nice. time here, and I pause, and it's like literally two seconds. So it never ceases to amaze me how we kind of transform the past based on our perceptions of it. Yeah, and, and this is what this is basically what this question is: how you know how were were we touched by comics, and depending depending on the time of day or the week or you know the month, the question can be. Anything, really.
1: Can you show me on the doll where the comic touched you?
0: All over. Especially, yeah, all over. I loved it. Um, David, did you answer the question?
4: This one? No. Well, I did years ago on Bullpen Bulletins. What was that? Uh, <laughs> um, I was given comics... From my aunt, who would hit flea markets from time to time, but the first thing that really hooked me and and wanting to get attached to this medium was uh, going with my grandfather to the newsstand where he'd pick up the newspaper, play his numbers, and it was a spinner rack. And the comic book that I asked him to get for me was uh, the second issue of the Marvel Comics adaptation of Blade Runner, and that's pretty much uh. it. Great and Al Williamson artwork, and and it's funny because here I am, like I don't know, eight years old maybe, and uh, um, I want this comic book that's adapted from an R-rated movie, and and the and the issue kicks off with the scene where he is chasing, um, oh crap, um, Joanna Cassidy through the streets, and she's wearing her see-through raincoat.
0: Oh yeah, she was hot back in the she, day. She was. You <laughs> betcha. All right, Mister Tiki continues. And this is where his agenda starts to show. Uh-huh. Yeah. LCS what is faces. the yes? What is the most important thing an LCS must have for you to call it in boldface your LCS?
3: Oh, well, I've got the answer.
0: I do 50, me too. 50 percent off and, and a website. <laughs> Damn right. That's what it's all about with me. Discount, well, discount, dungeons. discount. Oh, no. You give me a big discount, which enables me to buy more comics. I am there. I just yep. I go where the money is. And uh bigger the discount, the bigger the attraction. That's all it's about for me.
1: Uh, I need Mark Beatty.
2: <laughs>
0: but you're spoiled, though.
1: Oh, I'm yeah. totally spoiled. Right. There, I've, uh, I've got, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've been to a lot of comic shops um, in my neck of the woods, and I'll give you props. There are none like Dark Tower.
1: Yeah, definitely Dark dark tower for the the limited amount of space that Mark has to work with cuz it's not a huge store it's you can drive by it and 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 never notice it but you go in there and god he just takes such good care of you as as a customer and he's such a good guy does does more than his fair share as i mean he he's a business owner, but does more than his fair share to support comics. The fact that he mm-hmm. carries basically a third marvel, a third d c and a third independent, and his his traits ah uh, he's he's just he's just a great comic shop owner and a great comic shop, so yeah, yeah, mark hats off
0: and, and you know even then, with how good mark is mm-hmm. if if i mean that the 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 excellent treatment goes so far with me, but then again, the reality of money pops into my head he has and- a good, he,
1: has a, he has a good discount he oh he yeah treats, he, he, you know but- hey he treat, he treat he treats his and this is this is a message to all the l c s owners out there is if you give your customers uh, a solid discount and treat them well, they will stay with you and that's what mark does. I mean, and can you do can you do 40% off? Not on regular issues, but you know, I get a nice discount on all my stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know.
0: See the thing that the thing that tipped the scales in DCBS's favor with me because I used to get, well, I still do. I buy all the the big two books. Well, I should say the big one because I don't buy from the other guys. But anyway, I the stand. <laughs> yeah. I right. I buy my DC books from the local comic shop. Scar dude, and he gives me 35% off, which is not too far away from what DCBS gives me. That's but fair. he does not have a good track record for anything other than Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. If you want Dark Horse or Fantagraphics, chances are very good you're not going to get it because he funnels his money into the big two books. Like if X-Men 500 or something came out this week and he knows he could sell a bunch of th- these comics over a period of time, he will invest his money in that at the expense of stuff people have pre-ordered. Sure. sure. Which, I, I mean, I, after a while... I just said bullshit. I, I want my books. that, I, that I, If I'm going to go through the previews and expend all that time and energy going through this magazine every month, making a pull list and, and a special order list, and he's not going to get them, he's not going to get my business. But I'm a sucker because I, I do like the, uh, the once a week comic shop experience. So I get the DC books from him. I get everything else from Cameron.
4: I, I would also add um, Knowledge. Like, it's nice walking into a comic shop and the person is either going to recommend something based on your purchases. You're right sorry. there with your bottles.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> that's one of my, that's one of my favorite sounds. in the
4: <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I don't want someone to just take my money and, and say, okay, yeah, thanks for shopping here. Or, See you again next week. But interact with me. Let me know, you know, something else you might think I might be interested in, or at least, you know, I'm not even talking about, yeah, I threw this in your bag because, you know, you like this from this writer, but let me notice something out there that I may not be reading, and you never know what'll happen from it. So it's nice when they actually know the business they're in,
0: right? And Mark does that, from what Chris says. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: you saw- hey, can I give a, uh, a quick shout out? You know, we were talking about Gateway Comics and the the Doctor Who books that that I basically became a comic book fan over are being re-released right now from IDW, the Doctor Who classics, and the recoloring on these things is fucking unbelievable. So uh, Charlie uh, uh, Kirchhoff is doing all the coloring on them, and these things have never looked better. And I'm flipping through it right now. So um, awesome, awesome, awesome Dave Gibbons art, and the coloring on it is is outstanding, so there you go. There's my little shout-out.
0: And Pia Guerra is doing the uh, regular title. Mm-hmm. Is she re- Is she yes. really?
3: Yep. Yeah, we so talked now, about this a few weeks ago. Thanks for listening. Yeah,
0: He doesn't oh. pay attention. <laughs> Jeez. Good for her. <laughs> <sighs> KY Comic Guy, good old Mike, asks us, what is the horror comic you would most like to see made into a film?
3: Lock and key. <laughs> it's
0: already oh, going to so, happen. I'm- it's already happened. I, I was it, pretending
3: it, it, to be Chris for a second. Was, um,
1: uh, oh, fuck you.
0: Wow. <laughs> M- M- hey, Miller and Hitch is Fantastic Four. Yeah, there you go. That's a horror show.
1: Secret <laughs> fucking invasion. There. Good. Oh. <laughs> that's my fucking horror story okay, for the. Pull it.
0: <laughs> anything <laughs> by is Rick pulling Beach. the draw sting on the little bag of gloom. What? <laughs> Any, anything by Rick Beach. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Wait a minute. I can cut him off right now, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, no. What would I say? Uh, horror comics? Wow. Are um, they
3: already made into movies or soon to be?
0: Well, yeah. I, they've never made Swamp Thing into a movie. Correctly. Yes. <laughs> no, I see. I had, a, I had to say correctly.
4: I love the first one. Uh,
0: <laughs> with the no, shitty no, ass no, no. suit. Oh, that was great. He, he, Even gorgeous Heather Locklear in the second one couldn't. Adrian Barbeau up. in the first one, though. I know, and her two friends. But a
4: uh, tenable run.
0: If if they took the the best of the more issues and made a film, even the the the, uh, just take the issue uh, on the the menstruating werewolves. That would be an awesome movie. And Rick Veach, Mister Poopoo Wood, had some fantastic <laughs> one-issue stories in his run too. <laughs> Swamp Thing. Yeah, I would like to see Swamp Thing. Made into a good film. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's that's just not right. <laughs> Tiki comes back with, I have always believed that Mike Zek doesn't Woo-hoo. get anywhere near the accolades for the work he did in the 80s. Yeah, who, do you, who do you think is the most underappreciated creator in comics from our past? Mm, Jim O'Para. Mm. That's a good answer. Whew. I'll say Walt Simonson. Really? Yeah. Underappreciated?
3: underappreciated? <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, think uh, he's considered yeah. I don't yeah. think he's considered one of the all-time greats and I think he should be.
1: And he is. Yeah, you're right. Um nice. Oh man, underappreciated. Um Rod Yeah, Miller. I I I think it I think it depends on era and yeah. um <laughs> Uh, if I were going to go back to the 90s and talk about underappreciated talents then it would be Ramita Jr. Um, even though I think he's very appreciated now but at the time uh, I don't think people saw what he was doing and uh, and appreciated it for what it was um, so I'll throw that one out there for the for the 90s um, hmm. I would
0: say Frank Robbins hmm yeah, I adore Frank Robbins' work, and it's something that has come with the passage of time. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't immediately imp- apparent to me when I was a kid. In fact, the Robbins books were the ones that we tossed into the, to the trade <laughs> deal to sweeten the pot. Nobody wanted the Robbins books. And now, looking back on his stuff, that man was incredibly talented.
2: Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, That's you good.
1: know, pre- present day right now, um, Darwin Cook is probably... The greatest cartoonist to come onto the comic scene in maybe the last thirty years, and I don't think people realize it. So right now, Darwin Cook is the most underappreciated artist from a mainstream comic book fan perspective. Mm Hmm.
0: I I can't see that. Uh,
4: Well, see, I'm Um, focused. I, I know where Chris is coming from, but I'm focusing on. Tiki's question about our past, and I still have, I mean, there's still Joe Statton, there's Louis Simonson,
3: shit, yeah. there's
4: Pod mm-hmm. Broderick. I mean, there are a
3: lot. But some of the anchors, right? I mean, like Joe Rubenstein, for example. I mean, I don't think some of the anchors get their they're they're just Jewish desserts. stuff. Some.
0: And an
4: anchor.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's just oh like God, a, Oh, shit, he's a Jewish anchor. Yeah. You
0: talk about two strikes against
1: him.
4: <laughs> I'm surprised he made it this long in the
0: industry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, Rubenstein's awesome. Yes, yeah, I got does. one for you guys. Uh, how about Paul Smith? I think he gets love. He's no,
1: a, I, do I, th- I, think, I think Paul Smith uh, almost gets Paul. too much love. And I no, loved S- his X-Men uh, stuff. Uh, um, see, I think he's that forgotten X-Men artist. I, I was just going to
4: say, he's, he's, he's forgotten. His really? X-Men stuff, his Leave it to Chance, he's, he's done stuff. Burn,
3: and then they talk about, I mean, because it's Cockrum to start it, and then they talk about Burn, they forget that Smith had, I mean, those issues... Those, I mean, the X's he did of X Men were phenomenal. I thought. But oh yeah, damn right. Paul
1: Smith was the fucking bomb. But really, I mean, he's doing stuff right now. Uh, I forget What's- what he's working on. Uh, no, he's he's got something coming out right now, and I forget what it is. But you know, really, the last thing that he worked on that that I mm-hmm. loved was the JSA, uh, the Golden Age. It really. Since then, I haven't seen him look like Paul uh, Smith uh, for a long no, time. You know,
4: still, even even it to Chance* didn't look like Paul Smith. He's yeah. doing the covers to *The Spirit*, actually.
3: Circling back to that. Is up. that it? Yeah, he's doing the covers to *The Spirit*. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, Paul Smith hasn't been Paul Smith for a long time.
3: Oh, and he's doing. Uh, he was doing
4: some Marvel Adventures Fantastic Four as well. Yeah. Yeah, I th- yeah, he did the covers for I
1: think Spider-Man
4: and Human Torch also.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, his his Uncanny X-Men work is some of the best art that that book has ever seen. That's yeah.
4: that's my
0: Cyclops. When I see Scott Slim Summers, that's
4: who <laughs> I said.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> as in Fist checks in with another question. Well, more than one, actually. With creator changes in comics today becoming as apparent as it used to be when you would have the same artist and writer for X amount of years, mm-hmm. Do you guys feel that it puts a detriment to the quality of the book and or character
1: at times? Uh, Sometimes. I don't know. Uh, I'd need a for instance.
0: Well, see, I'm, the, I'm going to probably be the odd man out in this uh, instance because while I do like um, the dependability of a, of, a, of a stable art and writing team on a book, it doesn't really matter to me. In the grand scheme of things, as long as I get the book, I don't care. Well, I shouldn't say I don't care, but it's not a factor in my purchase, whether uh, artist A or artist B draws um, Green Lantern Corps. I'm going to buy it. Okay. Hopefully, it's, um, what's his name? Who's drawing it now? Patrick Gleason? Patrick Gleason. God, I can never remember his name. Hopefully, he would do a nice string of issues, but if he doesn't, I'm going to buy the book anyway because I like the team, I like the characters. I'm more character-driven than art mm-hmm. and writing team-driven, I would say. It,
1: it depends on who it is. Okay, say it's uh, say you're reading Punisher Max, and it's Goran Parlov has been drawing that for a really long time, almost the entire run. Um, if you throw Jim Lee in there for an arc, that's going to really... Disrupt the flow of that comic for me, but if you if you if you put an artist that has a fairly similar aesthetic to to uh, Parloff's work, I'm not going to mind that much. You know, it's the whole you know Mike Lark, um, 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 who are who are the oh god the guys that you know that that worked on Gotham Central. Uh, it was what Lark and um, help me out, David.
4: On Gotham Central, oh, uh, Sean Phillips.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: John,
0: yeah, I was
1: going to say. Yeah, Phillips, Phillips could work in that, but there was that there was that whole kind of so kind of tr- kind of troop of guys that you know that that work in a similar style. So you know, on, on a book, if you get artists that work in a similar style, I think it's fine. But if it's really disruptive, I think it can it can throw things off. But that's just I me. think you yeah,
3: I yeah. think you're spot on, Chris. It's definitely case by case because. Um, X Men Five Hundred is partially drawn by Terry Dodson and partially drawn by Greg Land. And to oh, me, that God. and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to turn this into a we hate Greg Land discussion. That's not <laughs> because we no, don't see, we love Greg that, Land. No, see, that's kind of almost it's like gotten cliche to beat up on Greg Land, but mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, but their styles are so different, and to be in the same exact book, it really is glaring. I mean, it, it'd be one thing. Now, then you contrast that against something like an Iron Fist, right, where you had David Aja was doing well, at least for most of it, was doing most of the pencils, but then they'd have flashback scenes where they'd have Mm -hmm. a number of different artists that had very distinct styles, and that worked great because, you know, that was it was supposed to be different. Um, And then, you know, as you mentioned, I mean, in Captain America, right, I mean, you know, they alternate. Um, In Wonder Woman right now, Bernard Chang and Aaron Lepresti are alternating, and I, I think the book basically looks the same, and it looks beautiful. You know, they both draw very, you know, basically in a similar style, very voluptuous women, and very clean lines. So, I'm with you, Chris. I think it depends on the team. If you get two guys that, are, that can work well together, I think it, it
4: can be fine. If you get two guys that are distinct enough, it can take you out of it. Oh, it, it I think, I think there, there are creators that have that one good Batman story, that one good Spider-Man story. Joss Whedon did 25 great issues of Astonishing X-Men. I, don't, I wouldn't want to see him writing X-Men for the next five years. He said he told his story. That was it. Now you move on. And, but you have somebody like Jerry Conway or David Michelini who wants to write Amazing Spider-Man. Then yeah, then they can write it for years. And or Claremont and X-Men. And there's a story that they're telling, and they're, and they're attached to these characters, and you're attached to these characters and this creator, and that works that way. But the, but if if it's just someone that wants to come in, I don't even look at it. D- don't tell me it's for a quick sales boost, even if it is. Just tell me that. This creator wanted to tell this story with this character, and and I'm happy. And if it's a great story, then fine. Then get in and out. But you know, don't don't overstay. your welcome.
1: Yeah, Wolverine has been a good comic for that. Um, Mark Miller did twelve great issues of of Wolverine. Some of my mm. favorite with Enemy of the State. Rucka had done a, a nice the first nice eighteen re- nineteen long. issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was nice. Jason Aaron has had time on that book mark guggenheim has had time on that book wolverine is an enjoyable book for me much more so than x-men because they've been able to shuttle writers in and out of that book that have been able to tell their stories and artists too you look at you look at all of the all of the artists that have been on Wolverine, the the latest volume of it from Derek Robertson to John Romita Jr. to Howard Chaykin, um you know it it the the, the list kind of goes on. Was it Ron Garney? Wasn't Garney yeah. on on yeah, the Wolverine was. for a while? Yeah. yeah, you know. So there have been so many great writer, artist chains up change ups mm-hmm. on that series that it makes it, it fun to see, okay, here's a story arc with a, a new writer and new artist team and that's awesome. But then you look at something like, you know, Ex Machina with uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Tony Harris, can you imagine any other writer or artist working on that book?
4: No. 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 When it about Wolverine, do you feel That, with constantly coming in with a new creative team for each story, that they're just that they're they just keep hitting you, just just another quick shot, and then they move on to the next arc, and it's another quick shot, and you don't. There's no room to breathe. There's no letting up. But if you go to Claremont's Uncanny Run, and there was some fabulous issues, and then there were some there were some dogs, which is fine. That's ebb and flow. That's life. Not every day is going to be fantastic. Do you feel like you just you're getting hit too hard with Wolverine, or no?
1: No, I like that with Wolverine because there's really nothing else to do with the character at this point. Okay, they, I, I, you know, uh, uh, Miller is doing doing the the old man Logan right now, which is mm. you know looking into the future. But other than that, there's really nothing else to do with the character. He's been he's been explored in just about every facet that you can that you can possibly imagine. So, yeah, it, it's the it's these quick hits of different writers interpretations or different stories that these writers want to want to tell and and different artists that want to do their take on Wolverine. So, no, that that book is custom custom made for quick hit Wolverine stories and that's how it should be. They're not going to expand on the fucking mythology <laughs> because there's nothing to expand on at this point.
2: Mhm.
0: Okay. okay, we got a lot more questions. <laughs> left for you. So, welcome welcome to the lightning round. We're going to pick and choose and flit around the 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 thread here and Just try and get it. as much in as we possibly can. Dead cow aroma. I want to ask the geekiest of all geeky questions, who would win in a fight, Batman or Spider-Man? I think it's definitely Batman.
3: Yeah, I would say Batman no question.
4: Yeah.
0: Because Peter be too freaking emo to. to oh, oh whatever! Wait, this is at, this is Marvel? Is
1: this Marvel Adventure Spider Man? At the end of all fucking fights, Batman is fucking standing.
0: That's right. Unless it was Batman Superman, I do no, not believe. No, uh, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. gloves. Cre- m- cre- oh bullshit! Glove. That's Miller. Kryptonite no. no. Read hush. Uh, Read hush. Okay. Read. The trend. Night, kryptonite, this,
1: this Kryptonite fucking uh, gloves, dude.
0: I don't care. The threat. Uh, here's another one from Mr. Freaky Tiki. The trend of two artists on an ongoing seems to be officially here. It helps keep a book on schedule. What do you gentlemen think of the latest trend of two writers on an ongoing? Does it help a story, or does it? Does a book need a single voice leader to steer the ship?
1: Mm. It depends on who the writers are. There you yeah, go. It's yeah. back to what yeah. we talked
0: about. Depends on who you're talking about. I mean,
1: And I I, I don't even consider what Rucka and Brew Baker nailed it on Gotham Central. That's the that's the seamless plate on how to do a revolving artist um, (laughs) writer. Big toenail.
3: Yeah, that wasn't me either. No, that was uh, my soda Mm -hmm. bottle popping open. Sorry,
0: it was a toenail. I, I I like to keep myself get myself in a mindset that when I open the first page of a comic, I forget that there's human beings behind the creation of this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys do this, and I, I try and let the art and the the, the words kind of wrap me into this little world that these guys have created yeah and then you know obviously if you're opening the front cover on Final Crisis you know it's written by Grant Morrison you know it's drawn by Jones but I try and separate that and and put that in the back of my mind and forget about it Mm -hmm. and just immerse myself in the story it's not an easy thing to do but I try Yes, yes. Do we do this or no? Is this yeah, just
1: yeah, pretty- yeah. Read, read the fifty issues of Gotham Central, and that's what you'll get. And those guys hit every beat along the way, and the stories varied, but they had such a common um, voice through the entire series.
0: As I was just say, yeah, it was pretty seamless. You're not going to find that. That that's that's an exception to the rule. Those guys had it down to the point where you couldn't tell.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I think the point is, if you're going to pair up writing or artist teams, um, Fear Agent, great example of artist Hell teams. Yeah. Uh, Tony Moore and Jerome Opeña, awesome, awesome tag team for for a comic. And, you know, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier with, with you know, artists uh, coming in different series. Have artists that have a, a fairly similar aesthetic to them or you know pair them up in a way that's going to work same thing with writers it's you know you're not gonna you're not gonna pair you know bendis up with morrison you know you've got a street level guy and kind of a you know a uh, a very out there guy you know it's you're not going to pair them up together so you know it's it's all about the combinations
0: okay ky comic guy if you could go back in time to when you first started seriously correct collecting comics, what would you do differently? For example, would you have read more of comic A instead of comic B, paid more attention to this or that artist, etc.? I got a good answer for this. I would not have traded away all the mystery and war comics as easily as I did. <clears throat> I gave away a lot of mystery comics back in the day just to get... Um, finish my run of amazing spider-man which i've never done by the way but anyway the 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 mystery and the horror and the in the uh crime comics were the ones that you always threw in again to sweeten the pot i wish i'd never done that because now i they're the ones that i i'm going back and buying again from back issues and i've shied away from the superhero thing to the for the most part it, but uh the uh especially House of mystery, I had a, an amazing run of that, and I traded it all away stupid, stupid me that's what I would do differently
3: uh for me it's easy i would I would actually be open minded to read stuff other than marvel i mean i I've spent twenty years just reading Marvel, so that in retrospect that explains a lot be a stupid decision on my part so, <laughs> so um, <laughs> Again, not because I don't love Marvel, I do, but because you know, um, obviously, there's so much other great comics coming out of so many different publishers. So I would have definitely not had the uh, blinders on back then.
0: David,
4: I, I don't know. I've been thinking about this. I don't know. I, I I read everything I could get my hands on. That includes magazines. That that would include magazines on the industry. All the comics I could read. I you know, I think I paid a hell of a lot of attention to various artists, especially Inkers So I, I really, I don't know. I, I can't, I, like I said, I read everything I could get my hands on, so it's not even like there was any one genre that I overlooked. I, I don't know.
0: I suck. Well,
2: <laughs>
0: you don't suck.
1: Chris? I wish I had been smarter in the 90s. There you go.
0: Me, You and me both. Yep. Scott Cedarland, good old friend of the show and uh, good guy in general. What upcoming book in 2008 are you most looking forward to?
1: Hmm. Oh, dun, dun, dun. BPRD 1947. <laughs> really? Is that yes.
4: in 2008 or is it 2009?
1: No, well, 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 it was 2009 was the question, right? No, it was 2008.
2: No. Oh, that'll be 2009. Um, uh, is
1: the... Uh, <laughs> Lock and Key Volume, volume 2. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> Lock Key 2. Is the new Umbrella Academy in 08 or is that 09? Maybe 09. What about the, would, new, uh, the new ongoing Agents
1: of Atlas? There you go.
0: Okay. I would say Legion of Three Worlds. I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Mm. Stump Town, if it comes out. <laughs> Who's oh, doing that? Uh, I'm pretty excited uh, about the stand, actually. It's a. Uh, the white one? Oh, the sand. Oh yeah, that'll come out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stumptown is uh, Greg Rucka and um, oh shit, who's the uh, the art? Um, um, God, I can't remember the artist's name. It,
0: do, it doesn't matter who the artist is. It's Greg Rucka. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it's his new pi. <laughs> the the
0: art could be by Greg Rucka.
1: <laughs> it's his pi book, and it, um oh shit, what's? I can't remember the artist name, but yeah, that's supposed to be coming out this year. So there you go.
0: Cool. Uh, Another one from Azenfist. What advice do you guys give to people who are starting their collections? Is it difficult at times when you recommend, partially because you're only giving them one part of your experience as a fan and not the whole? Mm. Don't
1: ever expect to make a fucking penny off of it.
0: Exactly. That's what I always tell people. My cousin uh, started buying comics when he was like... Oh 15, and he would always say, oh, these are going to be worth so much money in the future. I was like, yeah, okay, right? And he, it was in the 90s, too, when he was starting. Oh, so he has a, a, he has a, a wonderful collection of crap.
1: They're entertainment. They're not an investment. Right. I
0: think the only return you should expect on your investment is the enjoyment you get from the comics. That's about it. Yeah, Anything other than that?
4: Says the, uh, says the man who waited 23 years to sell us Watchmen.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I sold. okay. I sold those for two hundred and two dollars and I spent okay. I spent seventy dollars at the comic shop tonight.
0: Did you really? Yeah. Oh, you oh. bought the creepy.
1: I bought the creepy archive.
0: Yeah, okay. Darth Kramer, if you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself?
4: I don't know, you're a Chicago hot dog? Oh,
0: I the so, uh, Chicago hot dogs are what regular I'm hot dogs myself. are reincarnated into. I'm delicious. <laughs> That's right, and and good looking. God, sloppy. What'd you say, uh, Wood? I said sloppy. Sloppy's good. I like it sloppy when it comes to hot dogs. Darth Kramer goes on. What?
1: Uh, Just saying that Wood is has his Chicago trip seriously in danger here.
0: (laughs) 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 Next thing he'll say, he's going to put ketchup on it. Oh,
1: Jesus!
4: Hell yeah,
2: of course
0: (laughs) Why is Jim Starlin so awesome?
4: Because he looks like he could kill you with a penknife.
2: Yeah,
1: because he's he he can carry off being bald and badass.
2: Yeah, because
0: Jim yeah. Starlin is not afraid of the metaphysical. Just like Kirby, S- Starlin will will tiptoe into areas where most comic writers will not go. That's why Jim Starlin's so awesome. It's Star- He wrote, Star- in my is, he wrote in is,
4: one of my favorite stories ever.
1: Which one? What?
4: The Death, Death of Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Marvel, Marvel graphic novel number four.
1: Is Starlin one of? I mean, seriously, one of the smartest guys in comics, just as far as like s- story concepts.
0: I think so. He's uh,
1: got yeah. I, I get the feeling that he's just like a ridiculously smart guy yeah. that carries a knife.
0: <laughs> not only not only smart, but fearless. You have to have a certain yeah. amount of. Uh, bravado to get away with the stuff that he does. I mean, can you can you imagine going to an editor or an editor-in-chief with some of the concepts that Starlin wants to pass off? They'd be he's, like, this is never going to sell. But the, he, he pulls it off. He does very well. Have you guys been he's, in
3: Than- *Thanagar War?
0: No, I'm waiting for the no, trade on
3: that. It's crazy shit, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's it's that's a the region DC Cosmic Heroes, but he's got some crazy people appearing in this thing. The weirds in the in the latest issue. Oh, uh, that's awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: stuff, Mister, If you had God, anyone listening, if you haven't read Mystery in Space, go get those trades. They're mm-hmm. so freaking good.
3: Prince Gavin, the uh, Starman, is, mm-hmm. is in it. It's, uh, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, star,
1: star 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 is a fucking stud.
3: It's got giant T Rex's heads blowing up. <laughs> it's got Can't Bizarro king go an entire royal buffet. It's
0: good. God, I was with, with the. Re- with the recent revivals of several comic book playgrounds, in air quotes, Marvel Cosmic, Fourth World, etc., what character settings haven't been used in ages that you think could make a comeback?
1: Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. Alien Legion. That, mm. Yeah. You bet. MLS I always, 3000. Really? 3000? Okay.
0: Yeah. I always harp on the same one, and it's a shame that nobody's brought this character back to any effect. The Rook. All the old Warren characters; those characters are just screaming yeah. f- to be updated. The Rook, Child, uh, Hunter. Speaking you know. of that, um, I have to give some props
3: to DC, right? Because they announced that they're going to be integrating the um, the oh, yeah. uh, superhero characters from the uh, with the, the the Archie. Archie. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it? What, 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 the M- the uh, well,
4: it was there was a Red Circle, but DC had them years ago under the Impact line. And also, they're going to be bringing back uh, all the um, milestone. Milestone well, characters. We don't know about all, but yeah. Well, some but some of the ones are have been Mike announced.
1: The McDuffie characters. Yeah.
4: I think uh, what uh, Static Shock's
3: going to be, uh, or what's his mm-hmm. name?
4: Uh, going St- will be in the Titans, right. and yeah. Icon probably in the Justice League, and Hardware you probably Justice, should right? make it appear. The new James Robinson Justice
3: League, is that right? Because there's a new one coming out. Is there? Yeah, Yeah, they're, they're splitting up
4: the, the team.
0: Oh, no. So wait, I'm so serious. why
4: is McDuffie still writing one of the books? Yeah, yeah, McDuffie's still writing jail. It's in, uh, the new Justice,
1: Justice League and the mighty Justice League.
3: Oh, cool. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's it's just Justice League and
1: then Justice League
3: of America.
0: Uh, there's a good way to get me to stop buying both of <laughs> them.
1: Yeah, no shit, dude. No shit.
0: All right. Freaky T is a
4: big downer. Why you sounding like you, you, you're running out of steam, dude?
1: Vince oh, <laughs> and, and, and I are going to go eat our meatloaf and bitch about stuff.
0: We're going to go eat Chicago hot dogs and hug. <laughs> uh, We've got about 10 minutes left here. The new Tori Amos <laughs> says who? comic and says, says me. We, we're working <laughs> on an hour and 50 minutes, guys. It's uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah. always next week, dude. That's true. The new Tori Amos comic anthology is receiving raving accolades from the industry and fans alike. What other musicians or groups, catalogs of songs, would you like to see translated in a similar way? Well, the, the Tori Amos anthology is, is recent, but this is nothing new. Uh, yeah. Remember the Grateful Dead comics back in the day?
2: Mm-hmm. The I mean, the Beatles
3: would be great. I mean, anything. Those would be fin- I'd love to see that. Bob Marley would be great.
4: The Monkeys.
0: <laughs> Jeez, I think, uh, for me, uh, obviously, I would think the Zappa catalog would make some great comics. Mm-hmm. The Adventures of the Grand Wazoo? Come on. Thinkfish, Just illustrating Thingfish alone would probably be an Eros comic. But still, it would be good, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. Uh, have you ever seen the Grateful Dead comics? Timothy Truman did a lot of those. They are really exceptional.
4: I remember the covers. I didn't flip through too many of them.
0: Yeah. I think Fish would make uh, some good comics. Yeah, yeah. Very sort good of, choice. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Nah. Sure. Chris?
1: Uh uh Sugar.
0: You just don't care.
1: Well not oh, Primus. What,
0: what the fuck? You don't care.
1: What but you don't like sugar? Not a Bob <laughs> Mold fan? You don't like I am, Sugar Do?
0: N W A. Too many poppies. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> yeah, really. Primus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in your opinion, this is from Papercut. In your opinion, what can what more can publishers do to get younger readers into comics?
1: They're doing it right now. You just don't notice it. Ugh.
0: Number one, what? stop with the prices. What? Stop no, raising so, frickin' prices. So, what?
1: What Marvel Adventures? Hello.
0: Hello? I'm the with ba- you on that, the, but I'm just the, saying.
1: The Batman? the um, Marvel and DC are putting out a bunch of kid comics right now.
0: Uh, the Batman's cancelled. more
3: <laughs> w- Cross Motion, you know? I mean, they have all these cartoons and movies that are coming out and wildly successful. I mean, tons of, yeah. of new DC cartoons, and, and they got the new Wolverine cartoon coming. Just av- actually advertise that there are comics available on, yeah. on the shows. How hard is that? You're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. St- you know the more people you want to get reading comics let's price these suckers realistically stop giving the talent so much money and knock them down to like two and a quarter
1: goes goes back to um um l dave's posts it's yeah who cares go on next question
0: oh let's see well you know what that's about it because okay we we still it got a handful you left it, that we can you do next didn't
1: time. ask my questions yeah, well, yeah. no. they were silly. I mean,
0: all right, let's ask Chris's questions. Um, where are they?
4: Somewhere on page they? two. Oh, uh, yeah. After page two, third or down.
0: Oh, dead air. More dead air. La, la, la. <laughs> okay, Vince. Would you lick the good stuff off of Kirby's back, or would you bottle it up and save it for later? I would not have the patience to, or the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I'd have to have it right then and there. I would lick it right off his back. No, yeah, I,
3: I don't doubt that you would. It's the instant gratification. You'd lick it
0: off of his taint. I would be j- his taint. Jack Kirby does not have a taint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not
1: anatomically correct. <laughs>
0: David, is it true ah, that Jesus it was not taint. only? A, it's, you don't use those two words in the same sentence, Kirby and Taint. <laughs> David, is it true that Jesus was not only a Jew but also an anchor? <laughs> Where is well, half of that is
4: true. I,
0: I always yes. thought of him
4: as a storyteller more so than a, than, than 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 an artist.
0: The father created the world and the son embellished it. How about that? I like it. Chris is sneaky. Not with this last one, though. Wood, is it true that you are actually (laughs) Dog the Bounty Hunter in real life? (laughs) No comment. Oh, boy. So there we go. I thought that went pretty well. We did a lot of, a lot of good questions from the, uh, the Well See, crowd. Matt, you
4: just said it. You probably jinxed it because every time you're like, okay, this is a bomb. Oh, this one was funny. And <laughs> yeah, everybody's that's exactly like, right, yeah. right.
0: Right. I can't tell shit what they like and what they don't. You know like what? I'm not
1: c- you know, did you have fun tonight?
0: Yes. Hell yeah. Did we have that's fun? All that's all that
1: matters. That matters. That's right. But,
0: you know, come on. We do like to represent.
1: And did you, know, have, did, did you have fun I
0: Yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun. Oh. And did you know that porn is cheaper than dating? According <laughs> to Dan Yeah. <laughs> and
4: and and KY wants us to legalize shemp.
2: hmm
3: <laughs> And uh, Shimp. hey Chris. Yes. Uh, Tom Cater's right now somewhere weeping at the end of the Favre era. He's traded to Where? the Jets while we while we uh while we
1: were chatting. Oh J E T S Jets Jets? Jets, yeah. Jets? Oh, wow. Mike Greenberg's going to be very happy. The Jets are still going to fucking suck. But, uh, no, uh, this is what Tom would say. I'm glad that Favre will be able to end someone else's season on a lame duck pass interception in, you know, the playoffs, as he has done for the Packers in the last seven years. Hmm. Yeah, no, Keith, Tom, Tom, Tom is very happy. What, what, what did the Packers get in the trade?
0: Um, an undisclosed draft pick. I, I assume okay. it was a, a third round Okay, let's get a couple more in while we're talking about <laughs> stupidity here. Carlos Cardova says, is it too late? Talk about your love for Ralph Snart. I got the new Ralph Snart, Snart Adventures in my last DCBS box. Haven't had a chance to read it, but Ralph Snart's awesome. Mark Hansen. Anybody Ralph, Ralph Snart Adventures? Where the hell is Ralph
4: Snart? Not, not since know, the nowadays. Know. I haven't seen anything now. Oh.
2: It,
0: it, Mark Hansen. Look it up. Google it. Ralph Snart Adventures. Another one. Alexander B. For all four of us, who is our man crush?
1: <laughs> Duh.
0: Yeah. Mine, mine's Mine's Kirby. In and the business, or Zappa? Does it mean, or? Yeah. Well, no, I guess it could be anything. Do you have a man crush on who and why?
3: Yeah, I would say. Well, I mean, for me, it's a, it's it's a sports thing. I, I have a man crush <laughs> on Brian Dawkins because <laughs> he's phenomenal and the best can no? defend. Brian Dawkins, Eagles, many That's times Pro Bowl safety. That's huh? weird. Right, well. That's weird. You, you know what's awesome about? it? When he gets introduced, not only does he get introduced to accolades, but he introduces he 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 uh, he does the uh, Wolverine snickety snick as he comes out.
2: <laughs>
4: That's awesome! <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's, really awesome. <laughs> it's really great, David. It's really great. Oh uh, fuck, Matt Let's Wagner! Oh,
0: there you go, <laughs> Matt Wagner. And we know <laughs> we know Chris is, is Rucka. Yeah. No one yeah. said Greg Land. Stop it. Come Actually,
1: on, mine, mine's Albert Pujols. I'm sorry. Oh, and so.
0: to top it all off, Hulk Smash says it's now 12:25 a.m. <laughs> How much are you regretting opening this episode to questions? Not at all, my good man. We had a good time. Yes, it has. I got Next week we're going to be back on track with probably, hopefully, some Final Crisis three yeah. discussion. Yeah. If David ever gets one to read. Warm I'm and tingling.
1: Ready to go, man. Yeah, uh, I want uh... to ta- talk about <laughs> Brett. Because Brit, Brit is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, Brit's cool. David, what were you going to say, buddy? <laughs> Nothing. I'm good. I'm good. We'll even talk about some Marvel books last, next week, so join us, won't you?
4: X-Men Origins, Gene Gray. That'll be oh out next week. Oh, my God.
1: Is Mayhew the fucking Did you bomb? see that? Did you see that? Oh, dude, I saw that. What's scary about that, I David, know. I, saw, I know. I saw that like 18 months ago. I that know. was written by McKeever. He's been working at DC for over a year. And, and now we're all caught up. I know we're all... Co- it, it's it's coming around. But yeah, the Origins Jean Grey is fucking gorgeous.
0: What's the camel toe co- uh, quotient? In that?
1: Is there a lot of it? Well, um, dude, they're like, you know, 16-year-old girl. So you can't... It's, can't solve.
4: it's too old for Vince. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's real nice.
1: <laughs> no, no yeah, the, the Jean Grey Origin, please pick that up because it is absolutely beautiful. Um yeah. yeah, and you don't have to worry about Jean Grey like living in San Francisco and uh, <laughs> being angry about an art exhibit or something like that. Some concert, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, all right, not good.
0: Say goodnight, guys. Goodnight, good night, guys? Uh, yeah, oh. be with us next week.
1: I'm just warming we'll up.
0: Here. We'll be waiting for you. <laughs> Chris will still be talking.
1: I <laughs> will, <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh,
1: Hey Tom's one. let's go get him. Oh Jesus Christ.
3: Let's see what he thinks of Favre getting traded. Let's go get ah,
1: him. All right. Fuck Favre. Go
0: Bears. Read Witchblade. And Uncle Scrooge. What number was it? Three seventy six. No, three seventy seven. Thank you, David.
2: You're welcome.
1: back.